Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some Forex. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane, coming at you live from the Long Street Studios, more like the Pong Street Studios. I'm Joe Dewey. And I'm coming to you from the grand bit of a pest hotel. It's Henry Brett's in God's country, the north. In, of- Queens, in all of Queensland is beautiful. And some would say its capital is the best part by some miles. You know what some would say? Beautiful one day, perfect the next. You know what, you know what no one would say? The smart state. No. Awful. Hate it. The moment that took over the Sunshine State is the moment we started losing our origin dominance. I actually think it is. I think it is too. I think there must be some sort of connection. So up here in Townsville, you yeah. find a lot of number plates. There are, and I've seen a, I think I've seen a lot of unregistered cars. You've a lot, a lot of number plates, uh, <laughs> namely in the river. Um, <laughs> but no, they these... Number plates. I think I saw one in Townsville that was the normal Queensland number plate with eight in a row. Where it would usually say the smart state, but it says eight in a oh, row. That's that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And I saw another one in Cairns, and uh, we I was up there visiting uh, Peter James, and uh, we picked up Jamison and Jake from the airport. Uh, and, so were, and you, were you visiting Peter or James? I was visiting uh, both in one go. You get wow. the, you get greedy, more bang greedy, for your, greedy. Two first names. <laughs> more bang for your buck in <laughs> Queensland. But I uh, yeah. And so we're driving for the airport, and Jake, who is a bit of a number plate aficionado, freaked out because we saw one of these eight in a row number plates up in Cairns, and now and I was like, oh, what's the? Yeah, I've seen one in Townsville too, and apparently they're incredibly rare, and like only uh. three hundred were made or something. Oh wow! And so apparently, if you see a yeah Queensland eight in a row number plate, that's quite a quite a find in the number plate. That's world. very impressive. I saw uh, this isn't exactly what it was, but in fact, in East Brisbane, which is the subject of the episode, I was driving ah. there the other day, um, and I saw in front of me a car. It, it had its P plates on, but it was a personalised numbers plate that was just a common bloke's name. I want to say it was like Brett or something. Mm. Um, so instant observation, that's clearly a rich dad. <laughs> who is letting their kid drive around in the Brettmobile with the green peas on. Now, two things. Yeah. You must have a lot of cars and a lot of money to trust your prize, like personalised number plate car after your name to your kid that was driving. Secondly, I reckon the most expensive one would be just like generic names. I think Brett would fetch you like $15,000. Well, there'd be so many Bretts who would want that. Yeah, and not Brett one, not Brett two. It was just Brett. Do you think, I think you're being quite generous to this family, assuming that it's the dad's car that is being lent. Do you think there's a chance that this kid turned 18 and got, and he's Brett? Is there oh. a chance? What if the people, what that, if they're, that's, that's, what if they're I richer? That's serious money. That is, yeah, you're right. That's rich. And Joe, you've, you've shown your working class colours here yeah. because <laughs> you couldn't even conceive of the wealth. You were like, oh my God, how wealthy. He's <laughs> borrowing his dad's car. His dad has probably been a labourer for 40 years and saved. And, and, he, they, and he got in on the first Brett number plate in 1972. You can't, you're so in touch with the common man that you can't even conceive of the wealth where the parents would buy young Brett 
his own car. That's so true. Yeah, with to be honest, any, and that's because you're just an authentic guy. Yeah, that's just my my battle roots, mate. And to be honest, any youth driving around in their parents' car with a personalised number plate, it's just wanky. And there's no exceptions. My mum. Not even Subarus. <laughs> my mum, the Volvo XC90, the sexy, yeah. has a... Uh, oh, sexy. The sexy 90 has mm. uh, colloquially referred to that car. And uh, mum has a personalised plate with that. And um, it used to be the car that... I think we had two cars. So once the kids started getting licences, it was mm. borrowed. And I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure that I... Uh, that a girlfriend and I, you know, when you turn 18 and you're like, what are the things we can do? We went to like a naughty, but nice. Um, <laughs> and, and like most people who go to an yeah, adult to honest, store, out, you out. get in there and you realize it's just weird and you absolutely don't want to be there. I think we were there for like three minutes and we're like, this is weird, but yeah, leaving, it was the one it. in, yeah, it was the one in the Valley where store DJ now is. Yeah. yeah. So it was, Oh yeah. Near the terrace bus stop. Yeah, where there is a very visible car park out the mm. back of that naughty but nice yeah. and realise we have left the personalised number plate Volvo <laughs> sitting there uh, as, as we went inside to explore that world that we that decided wonderland. to opt out of pretty quickly. But, yeah, so apologies to mum, uh, who I'm sure is listening, that there was three minutes where she, there, <laughs> there might still be people out there. Hopefully. From, from, like some St. Thomas mum who thinks, <laughs> oh, well, Teresa's got a hobby. Hopefully, she's just being retrospectively associated with Store DJ and they're like, well, Teresa's going to be the next Avicii. Good on her. That, I think now people, yeah. I think when the lease changes, the memories change. Yeah, yeah. It's, how it's, works. it's so sort now, of eternal sunshine of the spotless uh, nice. Oh, I, oh, Henry's mum. Yeah, she uh, yeah, loves Great aux DJ. cords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really into her sound gear. Uh, righto, Henry. This week on the pod, we are unpacking East Brisbane, we have decided to do what the NRL didn't and name the place we're based in. So let's talk about this. And yep. of course, this is a podcast about Brisbane, yep. if you hadn't noticed yet. And it's all about Brisbane unpacking mainly its suburbs, but also important news and events in Brisbane. And speaking of that, Henry, Brisbane has a new rugby league team. So we're recording this on Wednesday. So this news has broken today. Yep. We're not, we're not like coming to it three days late. No, just to really <laughs> let it let it be known that we were onto this. Yep. Yeah, uh, the Redcliffe Dolphins have been selected as the 17th team to receive a licence from the NRL. They will be in the league from 2023. Brisbane has two teams. It's massive, and I think it's well-deserved for our city. We bring so much money and enthusiasm into the league, and this is a big step. And I, I think upon reflection, I am happy that it's the Dolphins. Uh, I know East Tigers, um, yep. who weren't based at East Brisbane, but uh, they had to... They oh, the, I mean, they're based in Cooper. Of. Yeah, but not the suburb of East Brisbane that we're talking yes, about yes. today. Is, is It's quite a way off from Cooper anyway. But we... Um, it is. Is it like one suburb over? No. It'd be, it'd be a 10-minute drive. Oh, yeah. But don't know, that's quite a way. I mean, it's one suburb over, but it's like, <laughs> oh, it's, I guess from where you are. I don't know. This is why we're going to talk about it. We haven't even unpacked it yet. But no, I'm pretty sure East Brisbane and Cooper are neighbouring. Kubru is massive, actually. I'm thinking of a pretty yeah, specific I think part you're, I think of you're wrong. I think you're massively wrong. They're right next to each other. Well, I just think of Wool and Gabba, but then I guess, yeah, I guess Wool and, I think Wool and Gabba sort of separates them, but I guess not really. I, I, think, I think they both kind of bore Yeah, what you're bit. forgetting is that East Brisbane is on the river. Wool and Gabba is sort of not. 
Yeah. So East Brisbane covers that part, but they're both next to Cooper. Anyway, big suburb. But yeah, so the Dolphins, Hen, um, are not going to be known as the Redcliffe Dolphins. They're not going to be known as the Brisbane Dolphins or the North Brisbane Dolphins or any name that would at all indicate that they are Brisbane's second team. What are they calling them? The Dolphins. Yeah. I. This it's insane to have me. We, have we got from a reliable source that this is permanent? That this is yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this is, is locked this in. This is what the CEO of the NRL came out and said today is they will be playing under the name The Dolphins. It's fucking batshit. That's and that, we were saying off mic that is this a kind of foreshadowing that the NRL are going to start doing this with all the teams? Like, are they dipping the toe in the water here and then saying, "Oh, going forward, we will start dropping geo tags yeah. so that maybe it isn't as tribal and people do start to think like, oh, I can." But people do that anyway. Like, there are so many people in Brisbane yeah. who go for the Sea Eagles and stuff. Like, like yeah. people choose their teams based on players and coaches and any manner of things. But, like, like, the logic is, oh, we don't want to, like, close off people in the sunny coast or Moreton Bay if we just call it the North Brisbane Dolphins or something. But it's like, that that's not a factor in most people's decision-making. It's like, oh, does it have the name of where I live? I think it's funny because you see it. Um, it's going happen. It's happening a little bit in the US um, because some of their team names are super racist, and mm. so uh, the Washington Redskins were changed to the Washington Football Team. But that's much better. Yeah, I it's would still rather this team enter as Redcliffe than the Dolphins because the 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 ideas were they're obviously already the Redcliffe Dolphins, and yeah. a lot of people are saying, "Well, no one knows what Redcliffe is." I personally don't have a problem with it because I, I had to learn where Penrith is. Yeah, I had, I, can, I had to learn what Canterbury, Bankstown, St yeah. George, Illawarra, Cronulla, Cronulla. Come on, I don't care ridiculous. about Cronulla. So that that was annoying to me. I was like, just let them be Redcliffe. But yeah. then there was like, well, it'll be the Morton Bay Dolphins, so we have more appeal to a wider area to and, people who like Morton Bay Bugs. Or Actually, that, fuck it, they should have just called the team the Morton Bay Bugs. No, the Morton Bay Bugs <laughs> would be a sick name. <laughs> that would the, be a a culinary inspired. <laughs> They will make like little know. like like little grub noise like <laughs> like in the tackles just to throw they're, people they're off. All about, they're all three foot tall, just this sort of. Where the bugs? And how do you, you know? do? Where the bugs? Yeah. And how do you do? Oh no! The oh. bugs keep asking me, oh, "How bugs. do I do?" It's um, a recent innovation I've known, I've uh, realised, Henry, is when they're playing a rugby league game on the TV and one of the teams scores. Like if the Panthers score, they'll do a rah, or if the Storm yeah. score, they'll do some lightning. I can't wait for the seal. And it's just <laughs> yet another great try from the Dolphins. Where are they from? The. The. <laughs> I um I saw a great tweet where someone was like sixteen local derbies every year because they're everyone's hometown rival. <laughs> you can't link them to any specific place. It's batshit crazy. Even oh, called the, crazy. there was talk of calling them the North Brisbane Dolphins. Why are they just calling them the Dolphins? The Bri- Dolphins. Brisbane is so excited to have another team, and we don't we is, don't even get to claim it. The whole point is Brisbane is getting a second rugby league team. But having said that, they'll play all their home games as Suncorp and I for one cannot wait for the Dolphins Broncos game. Hopefully by then 2023 unpacking Brisbane will be allowed to broadcast uh, mm. the pre-match entertainment live for the Brisbane Derby. And as I've said many a time, 
I don't know if I've said it on here, but I always wanted the Dolphins because when they versed the Cronulla Sharks or the Sharks, yeah. I won't be giving them the respect, <laughs> the Sharks versus the Dolphins, commotion in the ocean. Suncorp yeah, Stadium, great. a lot of experience with hosting big events now. There's going to be like those seaweed, like seaweed blowing on the fans. Yeah. There'll be blue light across Suncorp. I mean, the, the whole thing will just be very, very salty. I think they'll yeah. put some salt into the air. That'll be good. That'll be good. They'll flood the stadium. Commotion. Yeah. It's the floods again. And it's like, <laughs> the commotion in the ocean. Oh, it'll be, oh, it'll be sick. No, yeah. I think it's great. Good on you. Good on the Dolphins. Um, pretty exciting stuff. And Wayne Bennett has uh, is probably by the time you're hearing this, will have inked the deal for three years yeah. as the coach. So, and they're probably going to get Munster. They're probably going to get Ponga. Probably Grant. Probably going to get Grant. Great team. Who wouldn't want to go? How do you, How do you think they're going to go? Yeah, I reckon they're going to take some fans. Broncos aren't doing too well at the moment. I think, fair take, fair I think what they'll get, and, and perhaps the listeners could weigh in on this point, um, already a couple good friends of mine who would be casual Broncos fans but no great loyalty are going, yeah, I'll jump ship to the Dolphins. I think the casual rugby league fan will be much more interested in the Dolphins than the bloody old Broncos. Because it's new and it's... I think it'll be a bit generational. I yeah, think, I I think the too. Dolphins will have younger fans and the Broncos will have older fans. Yeah, I think there'll definitely be, yeah, a temptation to be a foundation member. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to support the Dolphins, but I want to be a foundation member. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah. I think, anyway, I, think I, I can't see myself uh, switching. No, no, I'm, I'm but not I do. But I tell you what, I do love Redcliffe. Oh, beautiful. Where the have we, have we unpacked? We've we unpacked have. Redcliffe. We have unpacked Redcliffe. Yeah, we go should back re- and listen. We should repost that episode as a. Yeah, we actually should as reminder. a celebration. Uh, now, speaking of other Brisbane institutions, Henry, uh, Brisbane affirmations. Yeah, came out swinging. They called us a niche podcast, and they claimed that we berated them. All true. <laughs> from this accurate, successful Instagram page that I now have nothing but words of compliment and uh, uh, pride for. If you're listening to this episode because we were featured on Brisbane Affirmations, welcome and may your cosmic <laughs> Clem 7 uh, picnic Southbank Energies Valley. <laughs> and... Uh- also, to all those new fans who might be here because of Brisbane Affirmations, apologies for the 15 minutes of rugby league up top. Yeah, it's Reali- usually like realized, that. realized we probably strategically didn't think through that we might have new listeners. Yeah, guys, mm. uh, the affirmation bump is real. Uh, Brisbane Affirmations gave us a little, a light, light roasting, and it was yeah. very, very good hearted. And we all, and I love Brisbane Affirmations now. I've been liking every bloody post of theirs because and we, got, a, we got over 100 followers from that yeah. little tag. They, they gave us a light roasting after we quite heavily said we hate it in the Holland Park episode. But having said that, it's more I just generally hate anyone else doing the thing we're trying to do. They're doing it better than anyone else. Oh yeah, like there, there, and, and and here this leads me to my next question on Pakistanis. Who is it? Hate to yeah. start a woman or man hunt here, but can I tell you oh, this? It's definitely a woman. Definitely a woman, yeah. and because <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. And there's uh, a lot of Belimba content. There was a yeah. there was one filmed from the uh you, you just sound like you've gone underwater for a second so maybe oh. check your connection what have i done is that working speak for me mate hello hello how's that going 
Uh, not great. Hang on. I'll, I'll pause. Yeah. yeah. So you were saying that um, you reckon there's, oh, I agree. A lot of balloon content, a lot of river content in general. Um, mm. I'm going to guess, and this sounds arrogant. Um, they could, uh, Brisbane affirmations couldn't resist a, a funny little dig in our private DMS. Um, just going, yeah, hadn't heard of you guys, but someone said I should listen to an episode. So I did. So it can't be like anyone we know or a friend of a friend, but yeah, well, I was saying, yeah, that filming, filming the Mercedes Benz logo from the end of my old street yeah, where, I, uh, where my, where my, uh, family lives. So I think it could, I mean, Hey, could be my, could be my bloody dad. Wouldn't that yeah, be a big twist? Be, wouldn't that be, be, a, wouldn't that be an Empire Strikes Back? Keeping himself busy. Uh, final guess on the Brisbane Affirmations person, Hen. Let's uncover the mystery. How old do you reckon they are? 24. I'm gonna, I think they're way younger. I'm going to say like uh, 19. I feel like they've been in Brisbane... For 19 years. Enough. Quite enough. a long time. Nah, I feel like... I don't know. I, I mean, we started, we started this podcast when I think I was 18. Yeah, no, I was nineteen. True. I was nineteen. Yeah, that's true. Could be then. Well, anyway, uh, thanks for the thanks for the followers. And uh, mate, before we get into East Brisbane as well, uh, last week on the podcast we spoke about a new, not quite rooftop bar on Caxton Street called Ivy Blue. I just freeze every time you see through me, <laughs> and it's all over you, Ivy, Ivy Blue. Blue. How? The hell was it? You've been there now. Uh, been there twice over the weekend, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I can't endorse more highly. Ivy Blue. It's wow. a strange little bar that is trying to be like X Cargo, The Fox, and like LA all in one. Um, but one moment stood out. I went up to the bar on Friday night. I said, can I have a schooner of 150 lashes, please? And they said, sure, that'll be $13. And my eyes gouged out like fucking storks. I was like, this is the most expensive bar in Brisbane. Christ. Such bullshit. Unbelievable. Turns out um, the, uh, I think it was one of the bartenders first ever shifts and she had gotten pints and schooners confused. Oh. So 13 bucks for a pint of 150 lashes. That's perfectly fine. You know, it's that's, not, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, and when I raised the issue again, I got a whole pint for free. So, very easy way to win me over. What do you mean you raised it again? Did you go and talk to a manager? I went, I went, no. You were rating this I, first time. I drank, I drank the beer and I went back to the bar um, and I said, You hey. said, this was disgusting. <laughs> and I, I think sm- it's because of- I spat of, it out into her face. And, um, I was so shocked by what I thought was the price <laughs> that my taste buds couldn't absorb. I didn't even get to enjoy the couldn't drink. Couldn't handle the drop. I okay, couldn't enjoy uh, the drink. But I went back and it was kind of awkward because I was like, hey, how much is a schooner run 50 lashes? And she was like, $13. And I was like, okay. I was like, what's your cheapest schooner? She was like, oh, 4X gold at $12. And I just wow. looked at her and I was like, really? She was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. How much is a pint of gold? And she like went to the till, did some taps and stuff and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I charge you the wrong thing. And I was like, oh no, it's fine. And she was like, do you want to, do you want a pint for free? And I was like, absolutely. Hell yeah, I do. Continuing a trend actually, Henry, where I'm good at sort of unwittingly scamming Brisbane bars into giving me free drinks. You're, were you at Felons mm. that time where I ordered, uh, I was. yeah, you, you tap the beer, you know, um, all these bars now, you order from the table. You just scan your QR code, tap your phone, blah, blah, blah. You say I, that like it was a, tr- a trend. A tr- COVID. <laughs> it was because of COVID. But like, no, I know, but it's like, 
it's continued. It's hanging around. It's. I don't think. I don't think it'll go anywhere. I think it's what it's going to be like. Which um, I have no problem with. No, very convenient. But anyway, so I'd ordered a beer at Felons and it'd taken like five minutes. So I went up to the bar and I was like, hey, I ordered this like oh, maybe 10 minutes ago. It's taking a little while. And they were like, oh, so sorry. We'll just pour you another one. Because they'd get like 500 people a day being like, you forgot my beer. I get back to my table. It's been delivered. So in the time between they were walking it to my table, I got another one. So there's a little... Sneaky little felons trap for young players. Well, it's not like small businesses have been through enough this year. But they yeah, and Joe, it's not Joe like Dwyer. and it's not like the Howard Smith Wharves are a small business. So they're a mum and dad little pop little <laughs> shop. Dad little biggest fucking yeah. well, dining you know, and drinking entity in Brisbane. It's owned by someone's mum and dad. Uh, yeah, maybe. that's true. I don't know. Uh, no, I, all right. I do know that. And you I love that. it. I can't wait to go there for a beer. Uh, well, speaking of uh, great places for a beer, Henry, where's the Shaftson Hotel located? It's in East Brisbane. Let's talk all about right. that. And let's start, as we always do, by investigating the Wikipedia page. Now, Henry, I know you have a lot of time off uh, in your packed social schedule in um, Townsville, so oh. I hope you've been home <laughs> uh, sharpening your skills in terms of population. Great stalling from me while I bring up the Wikipedia page. What do you think it is? It was mean stalling. <laughs> cruel, cruel stalling. I have several friends that I've made. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be out now making friends if I wasn't, you know, sitting in a hotel room. <laughs> Uh, Aircon oh, blasting, very jealous. Oh, mate, it's ripping. I'm letting, I'm letting it rip. Oh, eight thousand two hundred. No, five thousand nine hundred thirty-four. It's a very small suburb, and and that's borne out by the population. And for most people who wrote in making that observation, you're dead on. But I'm going to say I think East Brisbane punches well above its weight. I do too. I and think, I think I think that's why I guess such a high population. And I don't think it's just because unlike the dolphins, the word Brisbane is in the suburb. Yeah, I agree. What if this what if this was called this suburb was called the East? Oh no, I think that'd be so cool. I actually yeah. Oh, I, I was think, I was trying to use that to ridicule yeah. the dolphins decision. Yeah, I think no, I'm no, actually, that's yeah. actually awesome. Bad, bad. Having comparison. said that, I think like Ashgrove, Anogra, the Gap, I don't like the the in that context. Yeah, but that's because the the is followed by the word gap. gap yeah, which is which, not a which is not as cool of a word as east. No, unless in between it you got thigh. Because east is definitely that. Yeah, if there was a now thigh gap cool. now, if there was a suburb called the thigh gap, you know, you'd see me living there. That'd be weird. Um, but <laughs> I suck. I mean, East is a cooler word than gap. Like, imagine if it was ah, oh, it's yeah. uh, that guy from the Western movies, Clint Gapwood. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or, oh my gosh, guys, the Gapster Bunny is here. <laughs> He's going to give us chocolate oh. gaps. <laughs> oh, what are you doing for the Gapster holidays? I'm going, I'm going camping. Yeah. Oh, you're going west? No, 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 I'm going Gap. <laughs> gap Bound and Down was a pretty underrated comedy, though. I, did, I thought uh, Danny McBride did do a good job in that. Yeah. The, anyway, wicked, got the, really... wicked, the Wicked Witch of the Gap is <laughs> pretty got... pretty mean to that oh, Dorothy that's... character. Wicked Witch of the Gap. Uh, that worked. Yeah, that works. Now, what doesn't work is, man, my my dick really hurts. I've got a you gap infection. <laughs> 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 i got to go see a doctor about this gap. I don't like the infection. Vegemite. 
It's too much. <laughs> your gap extracted it. Um, okay. East Brisbane Wikipedia. Major roads in East Brisbane include Lytton Road, Wellington Road, and Latrobe Street in the north, and Vulture Street and Stanley Street in the south of the suburb. That's pretty great lineup of streets, wouldn't you say, Hen? Think about that. For one suburb to have Lytton Wellington's not that big, but to have Lytton, Latrobe, Vulture Street, Stanley Street is an insanely big road lineup. I know that we've done Brisbane's sexiest roads, and I think a few of those would have appeared. Also, yeah, Vol- Vulture Street, it's a bloody Powderfinger album title. Yeah, not, many, not many suburbs can say. I don't, I don't see Ashgrove with friggin' Dream Days at the Hotel Existence Street. <laughs> no. I don't see that. I, I didn't hear Powderfinger's album... Glen Road, no, that's in Red Hill. I'm trying to think of a street in Ashgrove. I don't see Ashgrove Avenue <laughs> Odyssey number. Uh, Do I? I? Burn it. Yeah, um, let's go for some drinks on Golden Rule Avenue tonight. <laughs> that actually sounds very Ashgrove. That actually does. Yeah, that and sounds it- like the hidden sex cult that I'm sure Ashgrove has. God, if Ash- Ashgrove did not... Thank God, thank you, Bernard Fanning and co. For oh, not, I know. For not naming an album after Ashgrove. Burn, Burn, would, Burn was willing to write uh, To Wong Blue Skies, but he didn't tell us about Ashgrove's shit attitude, which is uh, fantastical. In 1881, 232 blocks of land were advertised as Longlands Estate to be auctioned on 26th of November, 1881 by auctioneer David Love. Now, Joe, I wrote this down because I keep in mind this is in 1881, so it's the 80s, even 100 years before the 1980s, which was debaucherous enough. Even in the... If you were around in the 1920s, you'd be calling this the 80s. Yeah, so in the 80s, there was a real estate agent in Brisbane called David Love. But that went well. Real estate, Just like real estate agent. Imagine the number plate. It'd be like... Love, like, love, love sell. D. Yeah, like... No, just be Love D and everyone would be more, or, more like Love or, or just be like, it's not a home without love. And it'd be him standing next oh, to her. So I'm, I'm talking about his name. I'm just talking about, like, a real estate agent. He would be able to use his name. It's a very uh, kind of... Yeah. Like, it, you can see him walking... David into, loves selling. Like yeah, that yeah, all yeah, of that. Yeah. Oh, that'd be insufferable. I don't, do life- it. I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for the suits. I do it. And then it'd zoom out and it's his whole team being like, for the love of it. And it'd yeah. be like them selling houses it'd in be like It'd be like an ad um, of his wife, you know, beleaguered, flipping through a property catalogue. And he's like, and she's like, oh, David, we needed to buy a new home, but you kept selling them all to your happy clients. She looks at the camera and goes, oh, for the love of David. Yeah, that'd be awesome. My take on it was, you know how real estate agent signs are always um, vandalised? Yeah. Uh, It's always very funny. Um, Scratching out out a couple of teeth, uh, Hitler moustache, changing letters. I feel like David Love is the all-time low-ball, low-hanging fruit. What does he love? Oh, David Love loves dogs. You know, David loves men. Men. David loves women. You can see a texter going to town yeah. on a bus stop of David Love. Yeah. I, I think David uh, loves, you know, being a shit and it's him drenched in poo or something. Well, I think, yeah, you know. I, I think him walking into sex, sex, six, sixes and sevens <laughs> with a bit of like... Sixes and sevens. <laughs> him in like a suit, just kind of yeah. strutting his way in, being like, don't worry, guys, love's here. There, spread the love. 
But in the like, night, <laughs> in the day of love. Could just be David. Can be that, the, the syllables. Word. David yeah. love. His, or or he starts. And his name is love. Or it starts. One you know, more like, sold, <laughs> David Love. Yeah, to be like, it's that. like an uh, popular local real estate agent, David Love, has uh, come under fire for some allegations recently of harassment at local bars. Reports say he went up to women and kept saying, "Hey, ladies, love is all around." <laughs> he That's funny. Grabby. And he's meant to change his name to Christmas. Oh shit, bugger, done, cooking. <laughs> he's like every. He's like, he I feel it in my finger. He's like, hello, I'm David Christmas in December every year. And then he's like, but he keeps going up to people and be like, hello, I'm your real estate agent. I'm David Love. Oh shit, bugger, tits, bugging balls. It's David I Christmas. Know, I did it again, I, didn't I? I know I all. I know my old name so well. I just. It's just. We That's why we're trying the. Christmas. <laughs> so, oh, uh, let's get let's get pissed and watch porn. Got another uh, great, uh, another great little tip before you hen. Uh, Brisbane East State School opened on ten July eighteen ninety nine. It was later renamed to the very clever and very different East Brisbane State School. So to be clear, that's Brisbane East State School to East Brisbane State School. They swapped around the first two words. It reminded me of in the life of Brian. Are we the yeah. people's, are we front. the people's front of Judea or are we the Judean people's yeah. front? And then uh, there's I, the then there's the popular front? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a third one. But yeah, the it's very very Monty Python. It's also, oh, I'm sure there were some public servants in eighteen ninety nine who got paid a year's salary for coming up with that. That that oh, reeks God. that reeks of the school. I'm sure there were no other problems in uh, education in 1899. I think the school was just patting themselves on the back, going, "Right, oh guys, we smashed it, East Brisbane <laughs> State School. Where you go?" I also imagine. I was about to say, like, imagine how much it would have cost for all the rebranding. But being 1899, I'm sure it was yeah. just <laughs> repainting one sign. If if that if that. I think it was more just like spreading the word in the community, like, hey, have you heard? Oh, it's, it's East Brisbane now. It's, oh, right. uh, it's East, I don't know why they did that. Maybe because the suburb, I don't know, Brisbane East State School. Anyway. Uh, I Mo- certainly think East Brisbane has a better ring to it. Oh, hell yeah. Brisbane yeah. East is terrible. No, yeah, and, and, if, and if that's the only reason they did it, then good on them. Now, Mowbray Park is yeah. a large park alongside the Brisbane River. It was established in 1904. On the 24th of January, 1920, swimming baths in the Brisbane River were created alongside Whoa. the park. The baths were closed in August 1940 due uh. to poor water quality because sewage was being pumped into the Brisbane River at Pinkenbart downstream. But due to the river being tossed Title, it could be carried upstream to East Brisbane. Firstly, that is a long ass sentence from whoever wrote this Wikipedia. They heard of yeah. a comma. Um, so, to be clear, there were public swimming baths yeah. in the Brisbane River near Mowbray Park. So, I imagine it's sort of like how at, uh, at Bondi, how the ocean yeah, I, I, fills I was, the pool. Or, I was gonna say, like in Townsville, how the rock pool at the end of the Strand is uh, filled with the ocean. That's always been something that really I hate that we don't have in Brisbane or more obviously have in Southeast Queensland because I love the Sydney style public baths. They're so cool. They're so fun. They look great. Mm. Um, Having said that, the advantage of being close to the ocean means that the sewage will get swept out to sea as opposed to going for a swim and getting a poo in your mouth. 
getting a bit of poo in your mouth. Yeah, you know, it's un- that is, I mean, for everyone who's like, ha-ha, brown snake, like, yeah, you have your point when you think about the fact that we couldn't have public swimming baths because literal sewage was being pumped into them. And it's being pumped into the Brisbane River at Pinkenbar. And that's where yeah. they want it. That's where the Morrison government wants to build that bloody quarantine facility instead of at a, at a Toowoomba. Pinkenbar, it's full of poo. That's disgusting. I, I, I tell you, I mean, admittedly, as someone who's basically had sewage pumped into my house over the last two weeks due to faulty plumbing. <laughs> I, um, it sounds like the I Pong can, Street I studio. can sort of relate to the, uh, I, I wish I could close my swimming baths and uh, have another option, but but that's just me. That's a shame because I love Mowbray Park, Henry. I think it's one of, one of Brisbane's uh, sexiest parks. Well, it's funny you say sexy because uh, one time I used to drive past Mowbray Park every day throughout my schooling life yeah. and it was weird that you, you parked and you just watched the kids play for a while that was mm, were you reminiscing that. or well i was also a child so i don't know where you're going with that but we drove <laughs> we were a child driving I get was. him out of the car <laughs> ah, i can't see um uh, yeah no we drive past and there once was a woman who were there was heaps of congestion and it was because a woman was tanning naked in the bloody Mowbray Park and wow. people were slowing very, down. Very lots, of, uh, lots of utes slowing down, having a look. And I think the police had to show up and be like, you, you, A, public nudity, B, you're causing a bloody traffic jam. Yeah, bloody get over yourself. I, uh, yeah, I don't like that sort of uh, public European-style sunbathing here in Australia where we're a lot more conservative, okay? I agree. Uh, Mowbray, and also, if there's going to be a candidate for a nudist beach, it's not fucking Mowbray Park. Well, that's what I thought was weird. I was like, like that's weird. You, show, you chose this next if to Shafton like, Avenue? If I was like at Little Cove and someone was tanning naked, I'd be like, yeah, go for it. Wouldn't like, me. Sure. Yeah, agree. Um, partly just because I'm, you know, a cool modern man who uh, spent time in Europe. Uh, you are. You, you still have that European bent <laughs> well, I've got, just can't I, seem to shake. I've got that European glow at the moment ever since uh, Mykonos. <laughs> um, you, but, look like a, you look like an in-betweener in, uh, <laughs> in the in-betweeners movie. You've got that real European, that natural Europeanness about when you. When they go to Mallorca or something. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. If... if at any point you're within, I'm going to say, even 30 minutes walking distance of the Shafton Hotel, don't, don't sunbathe in the nude. You're yeah, not in a nice part to, of the city. Feel free to keep your clothes on. Until the 13th of April, 1969, electric trams operated oh. by the Brisbane City Council served oh. the suburb. We're doing trams again. What, Running. What possible new angle on trams could we have to come up with? Oh, you get ready for this. Except Running along. 1969, hey. Hey, there you go. And, and April 13th. So that was a Friday. Could have been a Friday. Could have been, been Friday 13th and 69. What the hell? That's, a, that's a... a no, what you who got, who got unlucky? Summer. Who got unlucky? But lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but lucky. But lucky. Uh, running along Stanley Street from Wollongabba into Lisburn, Elfin, and Latrobe Street, and thence. It's the first time I've ever seen the word thence in a Wikipedia. Into Lytton Road and on to Belimba. Trolley buses, also operated by the city council, operated along Stanley Street until March. Anything from the trolley bus, dearies? <laughs> What's a trolley can you, bus? Can you imagine Harry Potter getting from his home and central station to Churchy via the tram? Oh, no. Anything? Been... Chocolate frog, dear? Mate, how about, how about how bloody uh, old mate Malfoy in Half-Blood Prince just went and friggin' stunned Harry? 
Yeah, I thought that was I really still poor. Think, I still, every time I think about that, I'm like, that was a, that was a real transition for Draco because he, was, he went from bully to straight up evil. And I know that was a big premise of the book, and I'm not breaking any news here about the Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's... My now, point, I, will, I just I always found that quite confronting. Because I, I was like, I, I know Draco's going to get bad. I know it's leading that way. I thought for so early in the book, it was just quite like an openly violent, evil thing to do that I, I, like, I wasn't expecting from him. I, I thought like maybe we'd get one more prank. I feel like you're forgetting. When does he ever do a prank? I oh, like it. I mean, like one and two, he like threw Neville's rememberal. Yeah, that's actually, there. that's funny. Yeah, that's great. That kind of, that, like, that kind of zany. Like a yeah. yeah. He was just um, a little bit of a pest for well, I feel like, a yeah, few yeah, movies. Yeah, and then yeah. suddenly he's paralyzing Harry. Well, it's more that he breaks Harry's nose. Oh, yeah, that too. I think that's the worst part. Because like yeah, true. paralyzing in its own right, it's like, oh, it sucks that you're... No one finds you until the train gets back to London. That's still within the bounds of rascalry to me. But what breaking was, Harry's nose. What was Draco's next step there? Was he just was he just get like, off? Just get off the train. Like Harry's like, oh, well, I might. I'll have to go. Like I love this idea that they were just like, what the Hogwarts Express didn't run one more service. If it Does was it? A tr- Oh, well, no, well, no, that was the thing. There was, they were always like, sorry, guys, if you miss the train, you don't get to go to school that year. Yeah, that's so, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine like, if oh, that was the system oh, in Brisbane. If you, miss, if, you, <laughs> <laughs> if you miss... If you miss... so true. If you miss the 232 from Belimba into the city <laughs> on that first day of term one, you, you're not learning... Yeah, what? You're not learning geography. What happens if it's just like, oh, um, by the way, sorry, uh, the family's on holiday. We uh, are missing the first Monday. Oh, that's fine. Don't come to school this year. Oh, that's all right. Oh, yeah, not allowed to come at all. You'll have to do fruition tuition to catch up. <laughs> um, well, if they were trolley buses, maybe they would have got that. A trolley bus, I think, is like a tram in that it has a it is run by electric cables over the bus that it uh, right. but but it has wheels. I don't really know why you need a trolley bus as opposed to a trolley bus is an electric bus that draws power from dual overhead wires. Well, uh, there you go. It's it's more environmentally friendly. Mm. Uh, that's very, that's very eco-appropriate. Uh, righto, well, Hen, should we take a look into contemporary East Brisbane? Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. All right. Let's, uh, let's get the big ticket out of the way. The big one, the heavyweight. Shit name for a suburb. Bad. It's, ve- it's not very far east at all. That was a lot of people's takes. They it's, came in and said to name the city. The, yeah, to name this thing East Brisbane. And it really is. You can see the story bridge from from most spots in it. It is it ain't that far east. No. It is it is east of the C B D, but to me it is genuinely like naming Kelvin Grove North Brisbane. Yeah. Like, it just seems it seems a little bit ridiculous. How the historical defense is it does go to show like just how far away everything used to be from the city. Like the fact that Paddington used to be a separate town called Ithaca as opposed to being part of Brisbane does sort of show that. But also, like, I was thinking this the other day when people are like, oh, you know, so far away, we're so spread out. It takes like 40 minutes to walk from Paddington to the CBD. Oh, yeah. Like, why why was that ever a separate city? You shouldn't it's, be able to walk from one city centre to a separate city in 40 minutes. I don't care if it's the 1800s. I mean, it's like how the, the cemetery in Milton was deemed too stinky and close to the city, so they moved it to, to Wall. Yeah. They were like, that's, that's far away enough. Yeah, now well, that's, like, that's, like the next, it's 
like the next suburb. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. It's we do get a lot of sprawl chat, but and we yeah. are if you include the greater Brisbane region, like you head out to your, you know, your North Lakes and and all that. But yeah, uh, interesting. Now, mate, you uh, you grew up in East Brisbane. Yeah, uh, until I was five years old, uh, I was born and raised in East Brisbane in um, Holderberg Street, which is right off Wynnum Road. Um, and as we will get on to, I had a great proximity to just about the only shops in East Brisbane. I'm talking the complex with the fishmonger's wife, with an old spa supermarket, uh, with what is now like an evangelical church. Um, I loved it. I don't really have any memories. Uh, my lasting memory of East Brisbane is um, there was a very heavy storm once and my mum was carrying me up the stairs and she dropped me on my head. Oh. So apparently uh, she fell over. And was the storm to blame for that? Like, I, I think feel- she might have slipped. Oh, like it was wet. Yeah, but... Um, she didn't like hear like thunder and go... Bah! And just like, l- like lob her child yeah, down or, the stairs. She's like, like, what is that? What's that noise? Well, she's just, like, oh, I don't want to have it, you know, maybe a sacrifice to please the uh, the god of thunder, <laughs> maybe Thor or like this or something. Um, she offered you up to the Bureau of Meteorology. But, uh, but it's been said that, um, observed by my father, that um, she slipped and in trying to, I think she was trying to protect me, so like hugged me close, but then just basically body slammed you. Called me depositing her full weight onto me and onto the stairs when I was a little kid. So, um, oh, you know, no. any, any uh, misspeaks or slip ups during this episode, obviously just uh, blame, East, blame the storms in East Brisbane. Yeah. For all the cancelable shit that Joe's ever said, just realize you're dealing with a man who's, who's uh, suffered a very early head knock. Yeah, and concussion. I've just been a bit Peter Valandi. Peter Valandi <laughs> yeah, had no tolerance for your mum. Nadine would have been sent off. <laughs> Nadine <laughs> would have been off. <laughs> Three month suspension. Um, but no, a, a, and part of growing up in East Brisbane, Henry, was an expectation um, that I would attend a little school oh, yeah. that is probably about, I'd say, in terms of landmass, I think it's half of East Brisbane. It is absolutely enormous. And funny yeah. you say that because I. I'm not coming from an Anglican faith, so that kind of yes. it circumnavigated it a little I bit. Did. But but Came a lot of from people an Anglican faith and lived in East Brisbane. It's a miracle I didn't end up there. I can't believe you didn't end up at the Anglican Church Grammar School, colloquially referred to as Churchy. Churchy, yeah, ACGS as it's written in the Terrace Diaries. Because I was I was from that side of town too. I'm I'm from the east side. Yeah, of, oh, um, I mean, it would have made. Would have made perfect sense. Would have been a, and I can't count how many times my mum and dad, as we would sit in just excruciatingly yeah. uh, crawling, slowly traffic, just being like, every time we'd go past church, you'd just be like, oh, if we'd send you to church, we'd be there by now. Like, yeah. you know, but uh, let's, yeah. So churchy, um, who, who cursed them? <laughs> who cursed that school? And we could beat around the bush or we could face this head on. Address it head on. I'm going to choose to face it head on. The number of urban legends, (laughs) the number of scandals, the number of things that just seem to go wrong. I don't know what they did. I don't know whose bones the place is built on. Maybe they're David Love's bones and he wanted to auction off the land. But there is something wrong (laughs) with that school, mate. There is something wrong with that school. I don't know whether they tempted fate by 
making a statue of their headmaster sit next to his favorite dog. But in doing so, they awoke something long dormant in Brisbane. Yeah, nowhere was more rife for rumour and urban legend, and we will not um, speak to the truth of any of those rumours. Um, mm. An early one to get you started of just weird shit that uh, happened at churches. Uh, friend of the show, Hamish, when he was in year 12 uh, <laughs> over Easter, the school wanted to demonstrate um, like one of Jesus's acts. So on assembly, the dean of religion got Hamish up, got him to take his shoes off in front of the whole school and like tenderly washed his feet. So, that, so just to be clear, Hamish as a year 12 student in front of, in front of about 1800 students at churchy gets his feet, feet, feet washed by a teacher. Yeah. And that, I reckon at that kind of school, no one batted an eyelid. Like honestly. Yeah, man, it's just weird. And I don't know. So to run through a few before we get to the big one, yeah, the, the, when I was Selby, in year, when I, the Selby speaks, uh, that is yeah, yeah. at the heart of Jersey. <laughs> when I was in year 12, the, the school captain got expelled, which is quite a seismic thing to happen yeah. to have a school captain expelled. Um, there, there was a huge scandal in the Courier Mail, which you get, I, I actually think, I think what happened was a boy wanted to invite a year 12 boy wanted to invite another male. I think they were both from churchy um, to the formal and, uh, you know, go together. And I think the school said no. And that blew up in the media. I remember, you know, should not be a scandal and and Churchy was absolutely in the wrong. And I, I can't remember, but I think one of the girls schools later that year, quietly said like, yeah, absolutely. When um, a girl tried to take another girl to the formal. It it feels wrong because the Courier Mail is so regressive, but I feel like the Courier Mail came in hard against church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To to be like, hey, In like 2013, everyone was like, hey, get over yourself. It's a formal. People can take who they... It's not even like taking someone is not like... It doesn't confer power. No. Or like responsibilities. Like just let people take them. Um, another thing was, I actually even don't want to talk about these ones, but there was things with teachers. There was a, and, uh, yeah. There was a big um, marijuana scandal in was, my year. I think the number of boys were selling uh, out gan- of their lockers. Gandra. Um, um, there was, there was, there was one with a, there was one with, there was one with a teacher. There was an awful, awful situation. Um, I, yeah, I don't really want to go into that. It's too dark, but Put it this way, it seemed like every six months, Churchy yeah. were on yeah. the front page of the paper and something had happened. Just doomed to get some headlines. I've heard as well. But do you know Caelan the- Ponga went there? Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and Quaid. Right. And Quaid. Yeah, uh, Pocock went there too, though. So don't even worry about uh, Don't even worry about the dog stuff. They've had a lot of wallabies. <laughs> um, I think that there was another thing. Like, um, I've heard the board controls the school quite heavily. I hear... The teachers and principals don't get a lot of say. Um, I hear, I hear. There's an almighty powerful. Board. I, I think that might be endemic to some form of school administration because apparently the exact same thing happens at Somerville. Interesting. And they are brother and sister school brother because and sister they schools. they do musicals together. And I've yeah. seen one of those musicals. It was bloody excellent. Yeah, um, I'll say this. Uh, I saw sound. Of, knock- I saw sound of music, and it knocked my freaking socks yeah, off. For all the knock on the curses, I'd say Churchy and Sunville usually would have put on a musical that you generally consider to be about ten times better than the Terrace or Hallows. I don't know if I'd go hey, that far in the year that it I was would. Guys and Dolls. Yeah. No. Oh, 
they they probably did like. Well, how wasn't Paris put on some bloody great musicals? But yeah, I got to admit, yeah. you know what they did? People you know what know. Church? <laughs> I well, I tell you what, Churchy and Somerville did well. They just played the hits. Terrace are coming yeah, out being yeah. like, and here's Pippin, and here's Why? Romeo and Juliet with modern songs. Yeah, Ch- Churchy was like, Xanadu, which was Ch- great, yeah. but- <laughs> Churchy was like, here's one for you, Greece. Yep, Charlie we're gonna, Mitchell. We're going to sell Angel. a thousand tickets, and you're going to love it. Greece, sound of music. Yeah, you're right. They just trot out. Oh, what do you want to hear? Righto, Jersey Boys, probably. Imagine yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so they imagine if Churchy did Jersey Boys, they were like, "Have fun, Somerville. <laughs> you got one role, know, maybe cast one Somerville girl as Frankie Valley because no one can sing that high." <laughs> I, I, am, I am briefly speaking of uh, in year ten. I went to see State High's plucky production of Les Mis <laughs> in what wow. had to be. A hundred seat drama black box studio. It wasn't a theatre. I've been to that. I've been. I've been. I debated. Our yeah, against them. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, our, just briefly because I remember it. Our debate topic was that Australia is more east than west. Oh, um, why would you ever give that to school students? And, and I think we were affirmative, and we just. I think we just got up and went geographical, and just tried to <laughs> just tried to screw them. Um, yeah, that. So yeah, wow, lame is. I don't think any school should be doing lame is. I know no, there's a. I know there's just, a school version, but it's yeah, too. They, it's th- too big and hard. They did the school version, but the school version just cuts like one verse out of every song. It's still so long. It it was so. It sounds patronising, but the only adjective for it was plucky. Like they were yeah. they were trying their guts out, but and that and that, that ain't terrible. the case at Churchy in the heart of East Brisbane. You are getting some, uh, yeah, some pretty excellent musicals and yeah, but. I think uh, Church is also built on a swamp. Yeah. So I remember just playing sport there and just getting absolutely just it, creamed by mosquitoes. You know when mud has that sort of pooey smell? Yeah. Like I feel like there's a type of mud that is just like, oh, I'm muddy, but then there's that real swamp mud where it's like, oh, I'm disgusting. Um, and it's fair to say I never got down and dirty in the uh, rugby pitch at Churchy. Um, but... You could always smell it from a mile away. Churchy also would always own themselves. So this is immature, but after the uh, scandal where it was, oh, the, they were not allowed to bring another boy to the formal, obviously amongst private school teenage boys, the uh, nuances of that story were lost. And I think Churchy kind of just got branded as the gay school. Not exactly something that I think would happen these days, but it along, probably would. Along with the weed school and... Um, and the dog school. There and the, and the, puppy, uh, the puppy prevention program. There was, so, it was all kind of stuff that shouldn't I mean, fly. It's like, how it should Hillary, fly. it's like how Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump because there were just too many targets. That's mm. sort of where you go with church. You go, where do I start? But soon after that formal started, that formal thing... They bought out a new marketing campaign, obviously used to boost their image, um, the slogan of which was the making of men. Uh, <laughs> and pretty quickly, the mating of men was yeah, uh, being put all over the internet and uh, on, on billboards <laughs> oh, and stuff. So that's... they always just didn't manage to do I mean, it's like that. They have a, you know, a story around them about homosexuality. They bring out the making of men. Yeah. They have it's the like, dog scandal. Um, there is a statue of a dog on their school premises. It's like so, me uh, that that you know, you know, copping a bit of oh, you know, 
Oh, Gay Joe in year nine. Um, and I did a speech about a documentary called Man on Wire. And then yeah. they just say Man on Dwyer. It's just, you never... It's pretty good. It's, it's great. And, and the, 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 speed, damn good. the speed at which the, uh, the cruelty of the teenage boy will come out uh, is I, um, Yeah, you're right. The, the moment the, uh, the I other, the, there for a theatre sports and saw the actual <laughs> statue of the headmaster with the dog, I thought I was being punked. I thought I Ashton don't... Kutcher was going to come out and be like, got him. <laughs> I wanted to rattle you. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing as well is like you mentioned Hamish earlier, who went to Churchy, and yeah. we have a lot of mates who went to Churchy. But uh, I tell you what, producers are largely upstanding gentlemen. Yeah, it's the making of men. They make them in a lab. <laughs> they make um, but in Hamish just seven days. I can make you. That's why Hamish is cooler than Mick Jagger because <laughs> yeah. they uh, they they made him in a lab at Churchy. But um, Hamish always the dig on us whenever we pay him out about Churchy is he's always like, oh, you know. At least I'm not like you guys. I don't just keep talking about high school. I'm like, yeah, mate, I wouldn't talk about high school either if I went to churchy. <laughs> yeah. Dope. Um, yeah. I mean, let, but let's the talk, fact let, he was saying that while he was mid, you know, eight mm, cigarette of the morning, guitar mm, around his neck. Me washing his feet. women just yeah. dangling All off him. washing his Cooler feet. than Mick. Everyone washing his feet. Mick just being like, like, Keith. <laughs> Wash my feet, man. Um, um, all right, let's move let's, on. Let's, no, let's not quickly. Um, <laughs> well, we're, we're a Brisbane, we're a Brisbane podcast. We're about the pop culture and little urban legends of Brisbane. We have to address it. The thing about Churchy, the story goes that there was a the, the dog thing. Is oh, that right. yeah? We should like it's just. I, I mean, without going into it fully, but it was basically just like a student in some way was accused of doing something with a dog. Yeah. I heard versions where it was the principal's dog um, and it was a dare to go do it. Either way, yeah, it probably didn't happen, but it became a big rumour and then I think that student died in tragic circumstances on at the school is the version I've heard. There are lots of different versions yeah. of it, um, all of them pretty gross, but it, it that is the reason why the school is branded with the dog tag. And uh, so whenever they run out onto a sporting pitch, wolf, 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 they, um, the other thing as well, there was like a dude, there was a video that a guy made at Nudgee where it was like him playing out all the GPS schools. Darcy knows GPS. Yeah. Darcy knows GPS. I've ever seen Darcy knows (laughs) GPS. They like played that at schools and there was like a one minute bit of him in a church uniform rolling around with a dog with um, I will always love you playing over the top. And like school assemblies were like, yeah, go for gold. Did, did, was Darcy played at school? I feel like he was at least I thought it was like nudgy. Maybe. Absolute tab. Oh, I'm sure they played it at nudgy. <laughs> sure Jack saw it on an assembly. Yeah, and um, was like, ah, it's the funniest thing. No, it is funny. But churchy, you know, churchy students make the fair point that if the story is to believe someone died as a result, it's, joke about it. it's yeah. a really dark topic, but yeah. that, um, that genie has left the bottle. Yeah. You like can. that. You are not stopping every other year, like 14 to 17 year old boy yeah. from, from barking. You're not going to do it. You're not going to be able to stop it. And the dog, and the, and the dog's name in the story was Zuma. Hence why <laughs> if you hear, if you, if you are a newcomer to Brisbane, who's like, Oh, why? Uh, and you're listening to this podcast for a bit of info. Yeah. Educationally. Um, yeah, that, that's, uh, 
that's what it, that's what the Zuma thing is and the dog thing with uh, with Churchy. So I'd say that's the overriding like umbrella controversy yeah. that they that they get branded with. And I imagine, and, tra- and, and I imagine tra- a very tragic one, very tragic one. And I imagine they hate it. But that is uh, but, as a but as now, an info- now infomercial more people know. Is. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've we haven't spread it. No, that is all. Just what we have heard. Just common knowledge. Right. Oh, moving on. The pink house. Now, yeah, because I huge... grew up in a pink house on Heidelberg Street. It's not that one. Don't think you're talking about my house. No, we're not. Isn't it interesting that we've also spoken about the pink house at St. Lucia, the porn star mansion up there, which is no longer there. They tore it down, but we spent a lot of the time on that in our St. Lucia episode. It's weird that there are multiple famous pink mansions, and this one is a mansion. Right. There are like um, huge pillars. Have you seen it? No, I've got no idea what you're talking about. I'm looking it up now. Describe it to our um, massive. Like, if you see it from the river, it has like almost. It looks like it's out oh, of yeah, Athens. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, if you've, people will have seen it from New Farm Park. Yeah. Big yeah, time. It's, it's iconic. It, it's, not it like a por- it's not like a porn oh, star. No, it's like, the, thing- it's like the White House. Yeah. It looks it like the White House. It literally looks so much like the White House. Oh, probably but hence the Pink House. Hence the Pink House. Brilliant. Um, Do we know what the story is uh, behind it, Hen? Because to be honest, something I love about Brisbane is like, yeah, you know, there's some of the houses on Hamilton Hill. There's some expensive properties. But by and large, we don't have these sort of like Sydney mansions where everyone know that, you know, like Rupert Murdoch's, you know, fifth wife lives or something. Like I, Um, so it means when you get these fucked up houses, they stand out and we all got questions. What I have heard. Is that, well, because we would drive past it a lot. It was only used for two weeks a year. Um, there were some quite elderly women who were identical twins who were the owners. Uh, I saw one of them once. I don't know if I saw them together. Quite elderly, like probably around 80. Um, they were Chinese. So apparently they resided in China and in all of their properties around the world. So they were in China for like half of the year and then they spent the second half bouncing between their other properties. So the rumor was the the knowledge was that it was like oh um it's a huge house and they only live in it for two weeks a year that was the idea but i did some research on reddit and someone had asked what's with that pink mansion um and an account called suddenly snapper said i went to school with keith lloyd's son while he owned it in the early 1990s so apparently a guy named keith lloyd owned Uh, it the son was cameron lloyd right So so do you know who keith lloyd is no He's a colourful Brisbane businessman um, who I am guessing had a lot to do with uh, the Shafton Hotel. Because ah. uh, anyway, he seems like a fairly suspicious character, Keith, as sort of makes sense by this opulent pink mansion. Well, apparently suddenly Snapper on Reddit stayed there once and said, it used to be ama- amazing. I can't imagine it's still in the sta- same state now. It has an underground car park with room for quite a number of cars. There is also an underground area for a boat and other watercraft with direct access to the river. The small building on the right used to be the housekeeper's residence. In between that building and the main building is the swimming pool. It was completely done in sandstone and had a water jet to swim against. Yeah. I love that. Like it, it created. Like, you know, you know, like in spars. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine yeah. that just on a big scale. 
cool. Uh, the main residence is two levels, three including the car park. There is an internal lift. From the main living area, there is a huge sweeping staircase. It might have been marble, but I can't remember. Each bedroom had a massive ensuite and walk-in robe. All the fittings and fixtures were in gold, probably fake, but some stuff would be gold leaf. I don't remember much else considering I only spent one night and about a day and a half there when I was 10 or 11. I remember Keith was in trouble for assaulting his girlfriend, allegedly, uh, for, and there might have been something else, but I don't know. He sold up and disappeared. Back then it was worth millions. Can't think it would be worth that now. Um, yes, it would. Oh, I no, it sorry. Says can't, can't think, think it would be. Oh, right. <laughs> Back then it was worth me. I thought he was saying it's fallen into such disrepair. Like, I don't know no, what it would no. be worth. How much, would it be, how much do you reckon it would be worth now? What, like? Oh, like 15. I, was I don't really that. know. Yeah, 10, 15, 20. No, I think, oh, 40 million? No. It's humongous. Didn't, didn't the most expensive house sale in Brisbane be like, 15 20 million dollars i'm saying that with that knowledge that's my reference oh you think it would be i'm thinking no no. it's like a huge mansion i I understand that (laughs) i'm with you i think i think its its biggest selling point is um is that whenever people talk about it no matter what you've done they'll insert allegedly into it and let you off the hook (laughs) (laughs) um i also there's a very funny suspicious comment on the reddit underneath it that was like um might have been something else. There was not good. I think Keith Lloyd. Keith, Keith Lloyd sounds like he's done. I think he's a pretty crimes. shady uh, background yeah. Brisbane character that might be involved in more than we know. Um, I think the underground dock for the boat and watercraft is insane. Yeah, because there are big houses on the river with jetties and docks. The underground dock that you can bring it all the way in is nuts. Bonkers. Uh, tell you what else is nuts. The bloody chips at the Fishmonger's Wife. Yeah, yeah. Fishmonger's Wife, iconic part of East Brisbane. I think um, it won best fish and chips in Australia like all these years in a row. I uh, think it's like it's, yeah, it's, it's top shelf. Good. It's it the good. fish and chips I always used to have growing up and I think it massively threw off my perception of how good fish and chips usually is. Because <laughs> once also, you've had them, yeah. where do you go? I think it's in Hawthorne now as well. They moved it. So I don't oh, even know. good on them. Yeah, I actually don't know if it's in East Brisbane anymore. Um, they moved it next to the cinema there. But I think it's a bigger facility. Um, we never used to go to the Fishmonger's Wife. I think by the time we were having it, that was considered a bit like, you know, that was big, big, big fish. That was big fish and chips, whereas we'd support the little crappy one next to the newsagent. Ah, right. It's also no. uh, painful to get a car park there. Hmm. That is true. Uh, it also was home to the spa, which um, knocks out Bilo for weirdest Australian supermarket in my book. Do you, you know this, mate? I think after it was a spa, which it was a, I think it was a freaking food works. Oh, hor- oh, terrible lineup. So I think it's gone. No spa, one, no one could get a Seven Eleven or a Woolies or a Coles in. Come on, nah. And it'd be prime spot for one of those. I think it's still, but now it's none of those. It was a good spot for a supermarket. Now, I remember seeing churchy boys, like the churchy boarders would always go up there and get like, again, like the friggin' two-litre bottles of creaming soda and lollies and shit. Like I just remember like driving home from school and being so jealous because I'd be like, oh, I wish I was a boarder or an orphan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I wish, my, I wish my parents hated me. Oh, I wish I, Darling Downs. wish I had a mint arrow right now. <laughs> oh, that looks sick. 
Uh, yeah, man, pretty pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the the road works there. Yeah, Shock, shocking. Road. Not only that was hell for a long time. I think they have to be the longest roadworks in Brisbane history. That would have been about six or seven years. Maybe only pipped by Kingsford Smith Drive. Drive. Yeah, Yeah, but poor bro. Wynnum Road, there were often just, you know, slow to 30 kilometre signs when there were clearly no workers. I will say, though, now that they've widened it. Oh, it's it's amazing. um, Yeah, it's. um, it's, I'll tell you what else is there is Hamworth House, which I've been to. Is that Um, the wedding reception venue? Yeah, and they opened it up once and you could go in and have a look. It's a very historical little house. Um, I'm pretty sure we all got dragged along to that. And I was like, I have an assignment. Yeah. Anyway, Henry, lightning round. Let's hear some uh, quick takes on East Brisbane. Quick takes. Number one, best coffee in Brisbane. Uh, Light coffee, says a guy who messaged in named Burrito Duncan. (laughs) I also like that uh, every suburb we've put up over the last few weeks, people have said they have the best coffee there. So dare I say there will be a Brisbane's best coffee episode uh, coming to a place near you. I want to hear where the best burrito in Brisbane is from uh, Burrito Duncan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Black Ops Brewery, John reckons it's top shelf. I think I've had a Black Ops Brewery beer. I didn't realise it's in East Brisbane. Yeah, I don't think I've been to the brewery, but I've definitely had, I think I've had like a four pack, like the black cans with the yellow. Yeah, the black cans with yellow, and I think their sour is purple. I probably just have one of yours, to be honest. Yeah, I can't Uh, can't imagine you bought that for yourself, mate. Sally... Sally said the second greatest collection of one-way streets in Brisbane and the CBD has the crown. Yeah, yeah there are a lot of one-way streets. To Sally, I would say, I think East Brisbane is the best collection of one-way streets because it is so unexpected because it's not mm. the city. Like everyone is totally accustomed to the fact that in CBDs, the streets are one way, like by and large. It is so odd how many times you are able to turn the wrong way onto a street in East Brisbane. I'm not part of the lightning round. I just remembered because um, I used to tutor someone who lives in East Brisbane and uh, there's a dead set brothel there, confirmed. Oh, where? I, um, in one of those one-way streets because I uh, yep. pulled into the car park to do a UE and um, to go try and And you were park. immediately arrested. I, yeah, I was shot. No, yeah, guy. That's, uh, that's, that's why you pulled into the car no, park. No, the owner of the brothel <laughs> was like, you must be here for your first day. And I was like, what? He's like, you're so beautiful. You're going to bring in all, <laughs> you're going to bring in so much business, baby. And I was like, no, I'm just trying to go tutor someone's English. I'm just going to try and teach some kid who hasn't read the kite run. I had to write about yeah. it. I'm going to go like, tell him what Hamlet would have said in a eulogy. Yeah. And he was like, you're so beautiful. I, I need you. Business is tough. Come on inside. People will come from far and wide. Just yum. To- yum. Exterminate <laughs> hunger. Did you just- <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that'll do. No. That was uh, a. <laughs> there you go. You're what are you bum. talking about? Uh, Fagan Siena says, used to have the best Italian restaurant in town, La Familia, but it shut yep. down because of COVID. Very sad. I don't know where that was, but it does sound familiar. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Nick Cross comes out, says that Sushi Kotobuki is the best in Brisbane. I drove past this the other day. It looks amazing. But that little corner across from the BP must have had about 10 different businesses in the last two years. Oh, my God. They, they they there's like, isn't there like a chicken place there now? Yeah. Oh, oh it would be in East Brisbane. Um right next to the Shafton, the best toast from any cafe in Brisbane is wow. in Brisbane. Tell us, tell us about the next uh, lightning round because I'll find its name. I was going to say that I've the very popular opinion, that Sushi Kotobuki one. I've heard it from a few 
people um, say they drive from far and wide to get that sushi. Uh, the East Brisbane Bowls Club, not really used as a bowls club um, because it's a little theatre. Uh, the miscreants were oh. looking at doing stuff there. Um, Backbone Theatre do shows there. Backbone, who I did some workshops with when I was young and uh, it was very weird. I just remember there was a girl there who wore a fedora and I never, oh, yeah. never took it off. And, I, and as a... What's, the, what's the origin of Backbone? I, I don't know. It's just like a local thing there. You can do drama classes. I think it's just like, yeah, I have some. No, as, it, as in the name. Yeah. All right. Well, strange. Don't love that. Um, but they, but I'm pretty sure because they, I've driven past and they've had like circus things running on like what would have been the bowls. Club oh. lawn. Um, I'm so, pretty sure there was where they ran like some weird burning man style festival cool. there the other day. And there was like people basically half clothed, like looking like they were at a burning man, but it was like on Shafton Avenue. Love that. Very weird. Very cool. Um, um, finally, Zoe Garraway, uh, who is not an East Brisbane resident, uh, but you wouldn't have guessed it from her pitch, reckons uh, great public transport accessible to the city and scenic walks. Thanks, Zoe. Admittedly, I have long thought if I was not renting and didn't want to live in the sort of inner city Paddington, Red Hill, Petrie Terrace pocket, I'd probably go to East Brisbane. Yeah, it's a pretty good bet. Because the value you can get, you're still close to the city. You're still close enough to like West End and stuff. You mm. got the ferry. It's, it's, I reckon it's coming up as a sharehouse suburb. And actually a couple of people wrote in and just wrote sharehouses. I think East Brisbane in 10 years is going to be, you know, a bit of an up and comer. All right. Well, talking about up and coming, should we ask the question, does East Brisbane fuck? It's a tough one. And I like to think of Wynnum Road running through the heart of East Brisbane like a dick vein running up a shaft. A shaftston. A shaftston. Having said that, there's, there's, there were too many roadworks for it to ever fuck for mine. I, ju- I just think we, we battled with roadworks and concrete and bollards for too long for there to ever be a sensual, let alone sexual vibe in this suburb. And that's just one man's take. Well, for another man's take. Yeah. Here, here's me. One man's um, trash is another man's trash. <laughs> um, I actually think it might because... Justify? It's, it's got, it's got Shafton in the bloody title. The, the Shafton is... And we haven't really spoken about the Shafton Hotel. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, weird. We just maybe forgot. Um, um, I think it's technically in Kangaroo Point. No, 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 no. Yeah, it couldn't yeah. be. It couldn't be. No, it is. I'm, I'm going to look that up. I'm just telling Shut you it is. Really? It says East Brisbane on mine. Oh, really? It says number three, Lytton Road, East Brisbane. Oh. It's, yeah, I don't think it's as close to the... Uh, oh, no. That's weird because Google said that the IGA further to its side was in East Brisbane. Sorry, it was in Kangaroo Point. But it's called weird. IGA East Brisbane. Anyway... Shuffle Hotel, great fun, uh, great if you're doing a cat crawl. Yeah, well, that's what I was, my energy was when we got to the Shafton on our city. That's cat probably crawl. my favourite. That was my favourite. Uh, great beer, guys. City cat crawl. And uh, Toby had his twenty first there, which was ah, a, good gr- a great twenty first. The upstairs area at the Shafton drinks were flowing generously. So I think, um, yeah, it's not your traditional sexy pub, but I think oh, it just, I love yeah, the Shafton, it's got a shaft in it. It's got the bloody word yeah, shaft, even true. from just a, a childish pun level. A linguistic sense, it does shaft a ton, you're right. Yeah, yeah. shaft a ton. 
I don't know. I just there's nothing sexy about East Brisbane to me, but we can agree to disagree, Henry. No. And that's what I'm makes gonna, this show really special. I'm gonna say it, fucks. Fair enough. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. And we've run out of time here. Uh, with <laughs> that, love that 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 that, <laughs> that strict deadline we have. We got to get to our next uh, rugby league advisory committee <laughs> meeting. We uh, got to get to our next uh, cooking dinner and going to bed. Um, what do you think? What do you think of the dinner? What do you have? Uh, tofu, uh, veggies, and noodles. Be great. Actually, I can't wait. Yeah, you haven't about it, it yet, have you? No, fuck no, no. See can't that? Wait to I- make it. Well, I only ask because I um, I finish work obviously at two thirty, and I get home, and it's wh- my instinct is to go for a walk. But my um, it's too hot, way too hot. It, yeah. It'd be yeah. truly dangerous to go for a run yeah. at that time. So I um, I've had to yeah reshuffle my day. So I'm often getting home and cooking dinner between like three and four, yeah, and then just putting it in the fridge. But um, mate, I've started the Hello Fresh, not an ad. But uh, my, my, my wonderful mother has, as a, like a little gift this week, sent a, uh, a HelloFresh box to work. Oh, great. And it's unreal. Yeah. I already, I, I mean, I know they're stepping me through it with like the measurements and stuff, but um, look at this. There's the menu. That's what I've made. I, oh, Henry, now, have made I mean, loaded beef and bacon jacket potatoes with cheddar and sour cream. I mean, now that you have... The recipe. That's it. I, I have the recipe. And- I, I, I have no... I reckon HelloFresh is a great idea if you're not confident just looking up a recipe and going at it yourself. Yeah. I don't get the lifelong HelloFreshes. Oh, it's just... I mean, it's so convenient. Like, it's. I, I think... I get what you're saying in that you are a, you're a good cook and you don't need. A- but I would also say, as a gift, it's fantastic. My main HelloFresh objection is it's really not that much cheaper than eating cheap food out. I think it's. it's an, I think it's, it's an just, odd middle ground. It's 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 healthy. I think it, it's tasty. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. Your beef, I think it's bacon, cheddar, jacket, potato. Oh, no, dude. It's like premium <laughs> mints. It's like, no, no. It's like so, a gourmet. So healthy with your food. There's fucking lettuces on this thing. That sounds like. It's fucking spring like onion. Something no. Jack would like. That's a ridiculous statement. <laughs> Jack, do you, want, do you know what Jack sent me earlier? A burger. Oh, no. uh, let me read out our friggin' message exchange. He sends me a Brisbane burger quest thing. It's the. Um, hashtag burgers and waffles it's the hbw with extra special chicken and middle waffle so it's a waffle like ice cream a waffle fried chicken and then a waffle and then he goes it's the ultimate chicken waffle i'm gonna try it now (laughs) he's met what'd you say what'd you say no he sent me the screenshot (laughs) i said what the fuck and then he said ultimate chicken waffle i'm gonna try it I said, it's going to be a napkin orgy. And then he said, nah, it's a knife and fork job even for me. So Jack, even, but for you to say that Jack who eats that would eat this beautiful HelloFresh, there's tomato and cucumber and there's a lettuce and it's uh, this organic, beautiful beef, mince. Beef, bacon and cheese, potato, jacket, potato. Brown onion, um, <laughs> a light, thing in light the sour cream. <laughs> it's light. I play tomato beef stock. <laughs> Can I say as well, it by going to the shops and buying all this shit and rationing it, it's it's a time saver. That would take so much time, but now that I've done it, 
That's mm. what I just get. I don't have confidence in the kitchen. But now that I'm like, thanks to HelloFresh, I'm like, oh, I can. Yeah. And I, over time. It sounds so much like an ad. I promise over you. over time, you will have the recipes to go. Mm. If I just get some beef mints, yeah. I can do more than one thing. I now know. Yeah that I'm capable of making this meal. Oh, Whereas you, if you showed like, me that picture and told me the name of that meal before today, I'd be like, oh, no, no, I don't know. Don't, don't get me wrong. I just think you've chosen. I agree that HelloFresh has some healthy foods. I think you've chosen one of the all-time worst exemplars. Hang on. I'm getting the cheesy up. beef bacon. No. Come this, this sour is, cream. No, what I had the other day. <laughs> this is playing. Well, come is very so healthy. Much, come is so very healthy. like an ad. Come is very healthy. This thank so you. seems like an ad. This is the other one from, that I made the other day, which I got. And this is the other thing. I got a, a, a dinner and a lunch. So you get a lot out of them. Quick, uh, I don't know what that word is. Quick Sichuan garlic beef tacos. Sichuan. Quick Sichuan garlic beef tacos with pickled onion and peanuts. Now that's healthy. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, it's, I mean, this would be an interesting form of ad where you just keep insisting um, that it's not an ad. Hey! <laughs> and at the end, you're like, anyway. Um, yeah, I guess what we're really pitching here is if you have a loved family member who is willing to send you the HelloFresh, it's great value. It is. It's, uh, uh, it's probably it's a wonderful gift from my mum. Mm, have we mentioned gift. that I live in a hotel? <laughs> Come on! She's helping me out. Um, <laughs> well, if you stuck around for the... Uh, for the food chat. Yeah, good on you. Uh, thanks for doing so. Um, but we'll see you next week. Let us know what suburb you want to do. Yeah, too, right. And talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Have a great week, everyone. We love you all. Stay strong.